Praise the Lord, and welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and we're so glad that you're with us this morning. Grab your Bibles, and let's get ready to dig into the Word of the Lord in Hebrews chapter 13. This will be part six. You can find all the sessions on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and they're uh, they're just listed under uh, the Hebrews teaching or a Curtis playlist. You'll find them with ease. They're there. The Romans teaching is there. The Ephesians, the Galatians teaching, they're all out there verse by verse as we uh, just uh, go along in our Bible studies verse by verse learning the truth of God's Word. And that's what we're going to do this morning in this part 6 of Hebrews chapter 13. And we're going to see some amazing things today because our our Lord is just that faithful to us. Amen? And uh, we're, just so, we're just so excited about what the Lord is doing here at Crossway Church and other places where there's local churches who the Lord is able to bring back to their first love and focus on the Lamb of God and begin to finally study the Word of God and learn the Word of God in its sound doctrine that we can walk in this path of righteousness the Lord has set before us and not be tossed around by every wind of doctrine that's blowing stronger than ever before today. Deception is the greatest tool of the enemy. And I'm telling you, it is, in, it is everywhere. It is in almost even every pulpit of, of the world today. So where the, the lamb is not the focus seduction is taking place. When the word is preached without redemption being the touch of the Holy Spirit in that message, in that sermon, uh, there's a a level of leaven and seduction taking place. And it's what has happened all throughout the ages as God would give men, stir men to come back to their justified position in Christ and live according to that, faith in the cross. And then it wouldn't be just soon after, years, some, I mean, not, I mean, sometimes it's, it's days, weeks, months, sometimes it's years, but then something seems to come along, winds of doctrine and blow that which is sound out of the way, but not on our watch. Hallelujah. We're going to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Christ all the way to the finish line. Amen. Praise the Lord. So here we are, Hebrews chapter 13. And let's start in, let's look at verse 7 again. And you know how we like to do here in the this setting, we like to back up and scratch our feet where we were and get a running start into where we're going. So let's do that in verse 7 of Hebrews 13. We won't stay here long. We'll move right along because we've got to get to verse 9 today. So let's look at verse 7. Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God. That's how uh, ministers have the rule. It's uh, the only way ministers have the rule that comes from God, the authority that comes from God uh, over the flock. It, the, the authority and power is the gospel or there isn't any. That's of God. Remember that. Whose faith, see there, whose faith follow, and that's the faith of the gospel. 
the faith of the gospel, that which the minister should be presenting using the, the entirety of the Bible, all of God's counsel as the Lord has shown us. We don't preach the cross of Christ and the whole counsel of God. We preach the cross of Christ, the Lamb slain, as the whole counsel of God because the whole counsel of God is wrapped up in the Lamb slain. And so the, the, the blood that God shed for us at Calvary's cross through the suffering and death of his son is concerning all these words we have in our Bible. And you can find that written even in the Old Testament, Exodus 24, verse 8. Powerful scripture there. But watch now. And it says, whose faith follow, considering the end of their the result of their, the conduct of their, uh, or the, the result of their conduct. The way they live is based on what they preach, and what they preach is based on the faith of the gospel because there's not but one faith. That's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, the faith of the gospel. And so then, then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit writes, Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change with our culture. He doesn't change with governments changing. He doesn't change with anything in the whole world. Do you understand that everything changes other than Jesus? Everything is changing other than Jesus. And he is the living word that became flesh to dwell among us and to give his life for us so that we could stop the process of change we were in, being dead in sins and, and, and conformed more and more into this world. We could be born again and go an entirely new direction. And now, through faith in our union with Christ in his death, we no longer have to be being conformed to the ways, wicked, evil, deceptive, deceitful ways of this world, but we can now be being transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we can live out, express, prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I want you to understand that. Jesus Christ is the only thing that's unchangeable. Everything else is decaying. I'm decaying. You're decaying. Uh, one day soon, we'll not even be here. Uh, every person is just passing through this old world and, and reaching the destination that they've chosen, heaven or hell, through all based on what they did with the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. So Jesus Christ, this is not just thrown in here because he's saying this, now he's saying that, and it all means it's all going a different direction. This is all tied to one focus, and we'll see what that is. <clears throat> Remember them, first of all, which have the rule over you. That comes because they've spoken the word of God to you, and their faith is biblical scriptural faith, which is the faith of the gospel, the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. And we are to consider the end, and that word means the outcome, the result of their conduct, their conversation. Then he says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we don't have anything different to look at. 
Jesus Christ should be the result of our conduct. Our lives, we're told in Philippians chapter 1, our lives should be lives that are becoming the gospel. Becoming the gospel. How, how can our lives be that which is becoming the gospel if we aren't hearing the gospel? Come on now. It's good stuff. So watch this. Now, and we can stay here a long time. And let me say it one more time before we leave. Jesus Christ is the only thing that is not changing. He won't change for you. He won't change his will that he has for you. It's there. That's a good thing. I mean, I mean, according to our carnal flesh, we don't like that. We want him to change his plan for us according to what we really want, but he won't do that. But the good news about his will not changing is that it'll always be there if you'll just come back to the cross. Then you can begin to walk in that which you began to walk in the moment you were born again. If you have been born again, if you belong to God, if you're a child of God, and you are if you've trusted from the heart in that which Jesus did on the cross, suffering and dying, the shedding of his own precious blood for the forgiveness of your sins. And you can be born again. You can start, a, you have a brand new start in Christ Jesus because when you're born again, you're placed in Christ Jesus. And so you, you, can't, you can't walk before God unless it's in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That, that's going to be a great teaching coming soon. But watch now. He says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And let me say it one more time. No matter what the culture does, no matter what the ethnic group of people is, white, black, brown, red, yellow, that, that's all there is, white, black, brown, red, and yellow. Five colors of dirt, five colors of people because we formed out of dirt. And so you, 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 Jesus is not changing. Anybody that finds him is only going to find him where God offered him to be found, and that's Christ crucified. Hallelujah. So now we get into verse 9 where we wanted to get into this morning. So he says, be not carried away with diverse, that word meaning various, all sorts of, and strange doctrines. And of course, that word just means teachings. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why do we need to move away from talking about Jesus, talking about the Lamb? Why do we need to start talking about all this other stuff? And let me just say to you this morning, the seduction in the church has always been, the leaven in the church has always been anything without the redemption plan of God tied to it, seen in it, experienced in it. It is seduction if it is not God's redemption being revealed in all of the word, whether it's what it means to, to, have an, to be, uh, occupy the office of a prophet or a pastor or an evangelist or a, what it, the, the teachings in the Bible about how a husband and a wife should love each other, have mercy, faith, forgiveness. If you're talking about, if you open this Bible... And it does not point you to Calvary, then we're trying to function in something other than our 
constant Christ who's not changing. He's not changing. He is the first word, the Genesis, and he is the last word, the Revelation. He is everything through there. I don't care what it is you're trying to teach or, or you're trying to learn. If God's redemption is not touching that and the end result is you not seeing Christ working in you and through you through your faith in his sacrifice, which must be talked about, come on, you're missing the whole point and it's turning back to just us functioning. Anybody can stamp the Holy Ghost on anything. I know people that get together every time they get together and they just get down there and do the jitterbug and shake all over and stamp the Holy Ghost on it and look down on others who, who won't be a part of what they're doing. But when they leave the service, when they leave that service that they're having, everything's over. It, it stops. It, 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 it ends right there. It starts when they enter the building and it ends when they leave the building. So uh, that's just as religious and dead as the day is long and uh, you know if, if you want to have something to talk about that God's talking about through you you're going to have to be talking about what he's talking about and God says he speaks to us in these last days by his son that don't just mean by uh, Jesus and what he taught when he walked on this earth that means that he speaks from heaven we learned this in the last chapter Hebrews 12 that he speaks from heaven and he speaks through the blood so, my friends, don't listen to these educated men and women, highly educated, and all these education, all this education will usher in leaven to move you away from the simplicity that's in this unchanging Lord Jesus Christ. Unchanging. Nothing's changing. Sometimes <coughs> our pride, we'll, we'll want to be out on the cutting edge and, and teaching something. So, people, and we don't even know we're doing it but listen I've been there so I know what I'm talking about we, we men in their educated positions they like to and I've been there so I'm talking about we uh, we like to be out on the cutting edge so somebody will look at us like we're leading let me tell you something folks you better just hang out at Calvary and let God decide what he's going to do with you. You better stay hooked up with those who are teaching and preaching the word of God in the context of the unchanging and always involved Lord Jesus Christ or it's not God at all. Jesus said you're not doing nothing without me and with him means your conscious and deliberate faith. I'm aware of where my faith is in the death of Jesus. The, the, the people of God, they don't know this. The church doesn't know this. Uh, they're living some mystical, magical, uh, de deceitful, really pretending way of Christianity these days. And the Lord is raising up men and women right now as I speak, young and older also, who he's brought back to the way of Calvary, their first love. And, and he, is put, he is doing something in them, showing them his covenant. And, and these other places, they're going to fold down. Not only is deception greater than it's ever been, but the result 
for those who know better and who've walked in this way, the destruction is going to be greater than ever before. The, the public humility and embarrassment is going to be greater than ever before. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. I remember what it was like being found in false doctrine and, and everything just falling apart and crumbling and me being embarrassed and humiliated. And all I wanted to do was just pack up and leave. But God fixed it where I couldn't even do that. And so, uh, you know, it's either grace or it's destruction. You see that in the story of Noah, if you missed yesterday's message. It's either grace, it's either, it's either God watching you find grace in His eyes, or it's destruction. And grace is only found one way. It wasn't the boat, that, it wasn't the ark that saved Noah's family. It was his faith in the sacrifice. See, there's always something greater than what you see. It, listen, it, it, it wasn't the boat that saved Noah and his family's life. It was his faith in the sacrifice of a coming redeemer. Hallelujah. Don't forget that. See, you can't move the sacrifice out of anything. If you do, you remove the Holy Spirit out of whatever it is. Whenever you're attempting to stop saying the word cross or to stop focusing on redemption or to make the most ultimate ridiculous statement, that God's redemption does not have to be involved in every message, that, that there's some things we could talk about with not involving the redemption plan of God. That is a, a, a wide open door and a voice that says, come and take partake of leaven because what has to be involved to remove leaven and to prevent leaven or to escape leaven is the cross of Christ. Without it, you are partaking of leaven. I don't care what it is you're talking about. If it's not stained with the precious blood of Jesus, my friend, you are offering a way of seduction and deceit and pretending and misery and oppression and depression. Watch verse 9 now. So don't be carried about with various and strange doctrines because it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Now watch, when the Bible says here that it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, he doesn't mean it's a good thing if you choose to go this way, but also, no, he confirms that it's the only way the heart can be established. Watch, because when this was written, there were people who were still hung up in what they ate, when they ate, and how much they ate or how much they didn't eat and it was all about foods and it, you know the story in Romans chapter 14 where the where the man who the Bible says is weak in the faith not strong in the faith and could not be strong in the faith nor become strong in the faith while he's still trusting in what he's eating those on, eating only herbs if you want to only eat herbs go ahead if you want to do that uh, uh, to honor God well there's not 
not a problem with that. But when you put your faith in what you're eating, that's when your faith is no longer in Christ and his sacrifice. Even if you call doing it to honor God, God really is only honored through your faith in the sacrifice of his son. And we're not really even honoring God by what we eat or don't eat if our faith is in what we eat or don't eat. Because here we see... This has not profited them that has been occupied therein. You can't, listen, you can't be profited spiritually by what you eat or don't eat, by whether you're circumcised or not circumcised, by whether you worship on one day or another day. You can only be profited by God in Christ Jesus, which speaks of your deliberate and conscious faith in his death. Yes, in his a conscious and deliberate faith in his death. Now, I've been saying this, and I know it's a scary thing, but it's scriptural. And it should bring the fear of the Lord to our hearts and cause us to repent and cry out to God. But do you know that you can't walk in Christ Jesus... Colossians 2.6, unless your faith remains in from your heart Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Colossians 2.6 tells us, as we have therefore received the Lord Jesus Christ, how did we receive him? Through faith in his death, a deliberate, conscious, I know what I'm surrendering to, I know what my heart is yielding to, his death. His death is my answer. And that is the only way you can take one step in Christ. One step. And how many have never even taken more than two or three steps their entire Christian lives because not long after they believed in the death of Christ, someone told them that you now have to eat this or don't eat that or you now have to do this on that day or wear this or don't wear that and all these things and we move our faith from the sacrifice of Christ to something that we do and we fall from grace. It doesn't mean we lose our salvation but it means that we're no longer in the process of God establishing our hearts with grace. And you always have to bring in to, to your messages when the Holy Spirit directs you to that billboard, I call it, of Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. When all the Galatians did to fall from grace was go for the leaven, the mixture, that yes, we believe in Christ, yes, we have been saved by the truth of what he did at Calvary, but now we also believe that you need to be circumcised. Immediately, they fell from grace. And the Bible says that. In what I call that billboard for the Christian that's there. It's not just one billboard that we pass. It's a billboard that never leaves the vision of our journey. You know, you're traveling down the highway out here. You see a, a billboard every once in a while. A, a, every once in a while. You see a sign every once in a while. This billboard, this constant sign of Galatians 5, 1 through 4, never leaves. The Holy Spirit wants you to always know 
it's there, that all it takes is you to move the object of your faith from Christ and his death and your union with him there in that death of his own Calvary's cross to anything else. And when you do, and I have, you fall from grace. You are now out of the establishing process of God, which is him establishing our hearts with grace. It tells us there in Galatians 5, 1 through 4, that they fell from grace, not when they went back in the world, and not that they'd ever been in the world, but they just simply were trying to live for God, but in the wrong way. So the, the deception in the church is that we think we can just live for God through any old means other than the only means he's offered. This is really good and really needed. And they're mostly in the church today. There's hirelings that even when they hear this truth, they won't begin to preach it because they're afraid of what they're going to lose. And, 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 and we should be thankful that the truth comes to our lives so that we can learn to count as dung those things we've wrongly valued that have been stealing from us, causing us loss along this journey. And again, listen to this carefully now. All it takes is us moving our faith. And it's not that we don't still believe in the cross. Get it? The Galatians knew that's what saved them. But now they're moving into a place where they're adding to that circumcision. The guy in Romans 14, he is in the faith been saved by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, but now he's adding what he eats as a part of his spiritual maturity. And the Lord says, no, it won't work. There's no profit in what you eat or don't eat. None. It's only God establishing us, our hearts, with grace. And look at the first part of verse 9. Be not carried about. These men, they're sent of the enemy. Even though they belong to the Lord, they're Christians. They, for some personal, hidden, deceitful, deceptive, prideful, really, agendas. And I, I know I speak from experience now. I'm not a, throwing a judgment out against anybody. I'm speaking about my past. I'm speaking about my past, although it's present now in most pulpits in the world today that there's some hidden agenda there. And we cover it up with our tears. and We cover it up when we just go to praying. We cover it up when we go to speaking in tongues. We're just covering it up. But, and we'll never recognize it till we come back to that yielded place where we first yielded, where we surrendered to this truth of the death of Jesus. And, and, and we, we were willing to give up everything other than our belief in Christ and what he did on Calvary's cross. We, in a moment, we were convicted that we were sinners and guilty before God. And we receive the truth of the gospel, the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible here says that unless we're in the process of being our hearts being established with the grace of God, that we're just being carried around with strange and various teachings. The word Jesus is all in it. And every once in a while, the, the word cross can be in it. 
But there's no power in the name of Jesus or the word cross unless your faith is found in Jesus and what he did at the cross. That means a yielding to your being dead with him. Him dying for you, get this now, Him pardoning you from your sins and you being identified by God through your unity with Him in His death. There's where the power of God is found for you in your life. There is the only place that God will be found establishing His people in grace. While I'm eating something and think, and I think that's working for me spiritually, God desires to be doing something, but he only functions by grace, in grace. He only establishes with grace. That means what Jesus did at Calvary. Great. You talk about grace, you're not talking about anything else other than Jesus who brought grace, offered grace, and declares that he will give us grace and more grace, but only through our deliberate and conscious, I know what I'm doing, I'm aware of my yielded heart to the sacrifice of Christ. When we move away from that, we're yielding to something else. And that mixture brings leaven that's impure and we're out of the establishing process. Doesn't matter who's preached it and taught it so eloquently for years. <coughs> when they begin to move away, you can see it. You can Watch it. <coughs> and it's so devastating. It's so heartbreaking. We've watched people walk away for years. And it doesn't matter <coughs> how much we even have taught it. The most uh, common prayer that I have to the Lord concerning me is, Lord, don't let me mess everything up. Lord, let me make it to the finish line carrying this cross. Let me make it on my watch without personal agendas coming in and removing me from the race that you set before me to be able to cross this finish line carrying this cross. For I know that one day Elijah can be on the mountain killing 800 and prof 850 prophets of Baal, showing Jezebel just how little power she has. And the next day, I can be like Elijah on the run from that one woman, Jezebel. No matter how much God has done in our ministries yesterday, today is the day of our salvation. No matter how much God has done in our lives through faith in the past, now faith is. Now faith is or now faith is not. It's been a great broadcast today. Why don't we just dig right back in here uh, this coming Thursday morning and uh, we'll gather around God's Word again, 8.30 a.m. Central Time this Thursday morning. We'll jump back in right here. We're not done with this. The Holy Spirit's not done imparting the truth that we need right here and there's so much more that needs to be brought in, other witnesses from the Word of God that we'll experience. So I praise the Lord for you. I praise the Lord for all of those so Soldiers of the cross who God is able to awaken unto righteousness and find themselves out of the bondage of the sin nature, coming back to that only functional place, our first love. 
God bless you. Don't forget about the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. If the Lord stirs your heart to give to Him through this ministry, and that's always between you and Him, you can do that at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903 231 5950. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.